And welcome to the June 22nd, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, God Life Progressive Culture. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director, Kara Davis. Still here. (laughs) I was trying to think, like, do we give a baby update, but there's really no update yet. Nothing yet. Uh, Managing editor, Adam Smith. I, too, am still here. And here's his baby update. Um, still nothing to report. <laughs> I remain male. And web content producer, Jesse Carey. Greetings. Returning from five days in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's right. The we're classiest you, place on earth. We're just calling him Haircut <laughs> Carey now. Yeah, I, I, I came back with a, with a suntan, a little bit of sunburn, and a fresh haircut. So. And a fresh outlook on life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because Myrtle Beach will do that to you. <laughs> It's, it's an interesting resort area, um, you know, nestled right here on the East Coast. Because for people up north that don't want to come all the way down to Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> but still want to be around a lot of elderly, and they have great beaches. But they have, it's a great combination of, of all-you-can-eat seafood, seafood buffets as well as Branson-esque entertainment. Really? <laughs> and we went to a show, it was called The One, and it was... Um, the One and Only. Yeah, well, just the... It was the only show in town. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it magic? Yeah, I wish it was magic. It was It was produced by the same people that do the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, boy. So it was lots of singing. They're still alive? <laughs> yeah. It was lots of singing and dancing, about three hours worth. Wow. But while there, um, I couldn't help but picture, you know, this as a new, like, Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> because the guy that... They have, like, a guy who's, like, the host... You know, and he is a is a former singer, you know, Nashville type guy, but he's real slick. You know, it's it's incredibly scripted. But imagine like Ron Burgundy meets a meets a country singer. And that was this guy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just just super into it. And so I think on the side, I may be writing a script about Ron (laughs) Burgundy in Branson, Missouri. Nice. Uh, Yeah, I really do feel like you called it with with Myrtle Beach. It's like. You know, people from Rhode Island are driving and they're wanting to come down to Florida and they get like roundabouts in Myrtle Beach and they're like, ah, it's far enough. Yeah. <laughs> There's a beach over there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, entertainment releases coming out in theaters today. We have 1408, new movie starring John Cusack. Uh, it's in it based on a Stephen King short story. It is. It is it's very scary. I'm wondering, is this, is this an artistic choice? For John Cusack, or is, can he not get any other movies and he's down to the horror genre? I was wondering the same thing about, is this like what happened to Luke Wilson recently, and he was in that 
you know, yeah. hotel movie. Mm. And it's like Sad. how far the Wilson brothers have fallen. Well, know? they keep tricking the ladies. Like, you know, I see Luke Wilson or John Cusack in, in a trailer. And I'm like, oh! Goes <laughs> 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 from delight to horror. What's that person with the fireplace poker doing? <laughs> I, think, I think Luke Wilson jumped the shark in the movie where the shark was actually thrown at him. Um, <laughs> the shark kind of jumped him. <laughs> yeah. What no, was that one? Uh, my, my super, super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say that the moment that Luke Wilson was jumped by a shark was when he also jumped the shark. <laughs> but but I, I watched, um, you know, Epert and Ropert this weekend, and they reviewed 1408, and they got, it got two thumbs up, and it said it's actually... Wait, didn't, didn't that guy die? No, Eber, no, no, no. no. Siskel and Eber. Siskel died. Passed away. But uh, Cisco from Drew Hill? Cisco? The thong, the thong, the thong, song. He's dead? Well, actually, uh, Ebert is um, recovering from cancer right now. So yeah. they've had a guest in for the last, what, like four months. Yeah, so my, my, my joke was his jaw in, removed. My yeah. joke was in, incredibly poor taste. <laughs> and I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but uh, I did not know that. I am sorry. <laughs> so anyway, but the the two reviewers both gave it really um, high reviews for a horror movie. They said it was actually smart. And John Cusack, it it could it could have gone that way. Like, oh great, this is this is what happens to him now. You know, mm-hmm. they said he actually pulls it off pretty well. I've read the uh, story that this is based on. Jesse, I know you read it too. Would you say, is it fair to say that it scared the ever-loving crap out of you? I I regretted reading it afterwards. Okay, Uh, also coming out, we've got Evan Almighty, uh, which is starring Steve Carell, Lauren Graham, and others. It's not like you don't know what this is about. Uh, Adam and I actually saw a screener this this week of Heaven Almighty. We did, and it's it's really good. And you got in, it's, unlike last time. We so did indeed. I'd say it's a solid B. Yeah, solid it's B. My, my impression was this that it was less hilarious than I thought it'd be, but it was way more Christian than I thought it'd be. Yeah, it, real nice message and everything. Yeah. It's safe for the little ears. It is, um, I, but I, it's also it's entertaining. You it know, is entertaining. It's, it's it's a positive experience. You leave there feeling happy. Yeah. And it, interesting thing, probably my favorite aspect of the movie was Wanda Sykes. And I usually do not like Wanda Sykes, but I really liked her in this movie. She was a good yeah, yeah. she was a good cast. So yeah, I, I was I was um very pleasantly surprised with how pro faith, pro positive mm-hmm. Christian portrayal this was. I really you know, I wasn't sure. Yeah. And you know, again, this is this is a movie that I could actually say to my parents, "You need to go see this." And, and, and most movies, you know, I don't. Right? And, the, and the thing about uh, Steve Carell, and he's just so, so naturally funny that I feel like I'm glad that he was cast for a movie like this. Here's the thing: I feel like he wasn't as funny yeah. as I expected. Really? To be yeah, it wasn't about like Steve. He, he mm-hmm. really wasn't. It really wasn't about Steve. The 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 story was was bigger than the actors yeah yeah you know very mm-hmm. much so and and we walked out there and it's like the first words out of my mouth to adam were well tom shadiak's not one for nuance is yeah. he? i mean because <laughs> it doesn't subtlety. really go for subtlety <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really not about do you, I mean, that do you think that will hurt the film what what the, that it's not that about it's steve a, no that it's overtly 
Christian. Christian. I that's what I was watching it going, you know, I know the fact that the, that they're actually promoting this to churches and there's a Bible study program around Devon Almighty and all this stuff. And I and I thought, you know, I know that mainstream America didn't know about that, but it is that Christian. I mean yeah. it is it is I mean, there was nothing in it that was not safe for Sunday morning. Yeah, I yeah. mean it was now, pro Christian. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if if it does play out like that, I mean, they spent two hundred million dollars, two hundred fifty million. So they've got a long way to go just to break even on this movie. The thing, the thing that I think is gonna, the audience I think will be drawn to it is probably a younger audience than mm-hmm. they expected. Bruce Almighty was maybe a little edgier, a little smarter. Mm-hmm. That crowd probably is going to leave this one a little dissatisfied mm-hmm. but the families that go are going to eat this thing up because yeah, this is like that's what that was its intention yeah you know like uh i actually got the opportunity to talk to steve odakirk um the the, the screenwriter for both bruce almighty almighty and evan almighty and he said when they made bruce almighty they realized wow you know but for a couple of scenes this is a family-friendly movie but we feel like those scenes are fairly necessary to the character and the plot and so on and so forth but they realized we could do this movie and we could really make a family movie that families could feel good about taking their kids to. Yeah. And so that's what they went for with Evan Almighty. And it worked. I mean, you were, you're in there with families going, you know, usually family friendly movies have kid main characters and, right. and or their CGI. Mm-hmm. This is, this was not, this was just a yeah. clean, funny movie that yeah, just happens absolutely. to be appropriate for everybody. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um, when I was talking to Steve Odekirk, he was saying, he wanted to make a movie that was something he could feel good taking his kids to. He said he doesn't let his kids watch PG-13 movies. And so he said, most of my movies they haven't seen. If they've seen them, they saw them at a friend's house, and I didn't know about it. You know? <laughs> so uh, he's like, he said he really wanted to make something that he could feel good about his kids seeing and seeing what their dad does. The, now, the- it does have some competition this weekend from the from the cartoon as far as like the, the the movie that families are choosing to go see there's the the rat, ratuli what's it called ratatouille yeah yeah so it'll be that's interesting. not on my oh, lineup i think that's next I week next, next week oh really however okay. i mean surf's up just came out yeah not too not too long ago so there's definitely still a lot of competition as far as family fair goes i was just i was honestly surprised like you know how absolutely clean and it just it was so squeaky clean i want i'm not wanting it to be risque i just right. i walked out there going i i didn't realize that this was a christian movie and yeah. it, it was it was a christian movie yeah I mean, that's really what it was. Yeah, I don't think you ever hear Steve Carell's character utter a foul word right. the whole time. And, I mean, the, one of the early scenes is him on his knees praying, and he's like, Lord, I want to change the world. He got elected to Congress, and he's like, help me change the world. And, you know, he's praying before he goes to bed at night, and and that's how the whole thing starts, is that God answers his prayer in, in a way that he didn't expect. So the whole thing's about prayer and God answering prayer. I'm surprised he would take a, you know, a risk on a role like that. Well, you know, it's following Little Miss Sunshine, which was, I felt like, kind of, I mean, it's definitely a morally redemptive film, but it had some more risque elements oh, where sure. he yeah, no plays, doubt. you know, well, he's, a suicidal he's gay, a gay man. man yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, he it, was gay. Well, and too, <laughs> from a career standpoint, your agent and all the expectations. Oh yeah, you know they're doing a two hundred fifty million dollar uh, sequel to Bruce Almighty. Do you want the lead role? It's not exactly a risk. Exactly. You know, right? Yeah. 
Uh, but it definitely was surprising. And uh, Christians, I think the only thing that could be the death of this movie is that Christians might embrace it so much. Yeah, yeah. that it turns it turns off mainstream America. Off. Mm-hmm. That this becomes a Fox News Channel movie, endorsed movie, mm-hmm. and uh, mainstream America, the Bruce Almighty fans don't come see it. Okay, well, that'll do it for your... I'm sorry, there's one more movie. There's one more movie. Uh, a Mighty Heart is coming out. It's Angelina Jolie and some others. About the widow. Yeah, yeah Daniel it's about Pearl. Daniel Pearl. And th- there's a funny, speaking of Fox News, that um, she wanted to, because the movie's all about uh, freedom. Of, you know, he was a reporter who was killed. Yeah, Marianne Pearl, who's Angelina Jolie, leads the frantic effort to locate her journalist husband, Daniel, after he's been abducted while on assignment in Pakistan. But one of the themes of the film is free press and, and the importance of, of, a, of having a free press. But she wanted to ban Fox News from covering the premiere. <laughs> yeah, she because, apologized. Yeah, but it's just so ironic. Yeah. That for all the films that she does, you know, they can come to Tomb Raider, but not the one about free Freedom press. Free press. Yeah, I know. I had a dream that I had her hair in the movie. It's all, like, really curly. I mean, did you have it, like... On a nightstand? (laughs) (laughs) And I was actually ice skating down the street, and I was pregnant. Are you serious? Yeah. This is what happens when you're pregnant. You have goofy (laughs) dreams. Wait, so you had Angelina's, Angelina Jolie's character's curly hair. Mm -hmm. You're ice skating down the street. Mm -hmm. Was it cold? There was ice. It wasn't cold, but there was ice on the street. So (laughs) I was successfully ice skating. But it was very perilous since I was pregnant, obviously. See, I, I had a dream that um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, that movie with Adam Sandler and Kevin James. That you haven't Wait seen Wait a second. That, that was it about any... you and I? Because I had the same dream. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, it was that the movie went straight to DVD. Oh. And I was Ooh. really curious why. And I felt really bad for Kevin James for some reason. I'm like, oh, man. That's actually there goes way, his uh, career, you know? That's like, way different than the Straight to DVD. Oh, man. All right, album's coming out on Tuesday, June 26th. Um, we have a few here. Ryan Adams with Easy Tiger. Mm-hmm. Pearl Jam with Live at the Gorge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two of my favorite artists. You really like Pearl Jam? I love Pearl Jam. Yeah, I mean, they're classic. I absolutely classic. love Pearl sure. Jam. Uh, Beastie Boys with The Mix Up, finally coming out with a new album. And DC Talk with Greatest Hits Special Edition, mm-hmm. unlike mm-hmm. the other 12 Greatest Hits that they've released. Yeah. That's which bizarre. Have been regular they're editions. still milking that thing. You well, know? And they're not... Yeah, I mean that's the only way to for a label to make money. It's probably less DC Talk wanting to do this as it is the, the label, label trying to stimulate sales with something that's in the catalog. It's just how business works, folks. Yeah, I, I guarantee th- you, there. I guarantee you, Toby's still riding the DC gravy train. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. I mean, if you listen to Christian radio, they're still playing Jesus Freak every yeah. half hour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Project 86. The song is Evil. Um... That's well, not nice. Well, no, it's not my review of the song. <laughs> <laughs> the song is actually called Evil. It's playing right now over at relevant.tv. It's a pseudo face melter. Yeah. Project 86 is, is good. They, they have a good mix of hard rock with 
That's good. With some with melodic overtones, yeah, and then also yeah. hardcore. Overtones. But they got attitude, though. Yeah, it may not melt your face, but your face will start to become at least a little liquidy, yeah, droopy. It'll, it'll be. Yeah. You'll just look old. Yeah, <laughs> You'll have it's, a not hot gonna, face. it's not going to slide off your skull. Right. Yeah. It's not like when you open the Ark in Indiana Jones. Right. No. Not, not like that. <laughs> no. But that. I mean, if we were listening to like the Showdown. No. Oh yeah, you would have Emery. Yeah. No, Emery. No, 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 no showdown. No, 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 no. How about um, chasing victory? Chasing victory. Releasing sure. Chasing Norma victory. Jean. Our, our faces would be n- melting right off. The Norma Jean one has a little bit more melody this time. Ark of the Covenant. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the beginning of the podcast, you actually heard the Chemical Brothers with their um, with their song "Do It Again." Do it again. They've been doing it a while. They have, and apparently again. <laughs> Playing this week, right now. Tune in www.relevant.tv And now with Slices, here's Kara Davis. There was a huge fire in Philadelphia earlier this week that was on the national news. Uh, and most of it destroyed an abandoned warehouse, but it also destroyed the Simple Way Community Center. This is the um, the home where Shane Claiborne it describes in the Irresistible Revolution. Um, and he, I, I believe he lives there, I'm not sure, um, or lived there, uh, but it was also home to a lot of their community outreach. Um, so he and and someone else who lived there lost all, everything they owned, um, and several families who also lived on the block are now homeless. They've lost everything they owned and their vehicles. Um, it's it's a really sad situation, but um, the simpleway.org is their website, and they're posting updates about what's going on and what's happened, and they're also accepting donations. Um, to, just to help people rebuild their lives. I was just I was just reading at the simpleway.org and Shane Claiborne um, uh, not only is the author of, of the book but he, he also wrote for Relevant two or three issues ago. And he's been on the podcast. Yeah, and he's been here on the podcast. They're doing an amazing work trying to reach the community. I mean, it's not flashy. He's not trying to be some big national hero. He's just trying to do what, you know, he feels God's calling him to do. Uh, at the simpleway.org, they have um, set up and uh, they have information on how you can donate to help not only the simple way, but the neighborhood who the people in the neighborhood who lost their homes. Um, you can either send checks to the simple way at P.O. Box 14751, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 19134, or through the links at the simpleway.org. It's a rebuilding fund that they want um, to help the community members recover their losses and then help them have funds to be able to decide how to rebuild their lives and what to do next. If you even have a dollar, help them out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some of what they do is um, they they actually run several businesses in order to be self-sufficient, in order to help people out, and they lost a lot of their business stuff, too. So, Like their art and products and things like that. Right. You know, the simple way is doing a great work. If you can help them out through this tough time, $1, $5, $500, whatever you're able to do, uh, go to the simpleway.org or mail mail checks to that the address that I said a few minutes ago. Okay, so um I know that a lot of people around here are big big fans of 24. Um I've never watched a whole lot myself by <laughs> They're now. all overweight. Um <laughs> What? They're big fans. Right. Oh. They're they're God, fans of 24 to a large degree. Yeah, okay. okay. I know, Jesse, you're one. I've seen every episode. Uh-huh. Well, evidently, uh, you can count amongst your number Supreme Court Judge Antonin Scalia. Maybe to a little bit of a disturbing degree. 
He was actually at a um, panel discussion about torture and terrorism law with judges from North America and Europe, and a Canadian judge made a passing remark, you know, thankfully, security agencies in all our countries don't subscribe to the mantra, what would Jack Bauer do? Because we all know Jack Bauer, he... He, he does what it, it takes. Yeah, That's you, what Jack Bauer does. You don't make a, an omelet without breaking a few eggs or, you know, <laughs> the Bill case, of Rights. Yeah. Uh, Anthony uh, Scalia. By the way, I can make an omelet without breaking the Bill of Rights. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there's some very little known amendments in there. <laughs> um, Thou shalt not break eggs. <laughs> not the... Not the commandments. Uh, no, they, no, the little-known Bill of Rights things yeah. were written as though they were as the same commandments. commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, That's Judge Scalia, known. he uh, he stood up for Jack Bauer. He said Jack Bauer saved Los Angeles. He saved hundreds of thousands of lives. And essentially, what jury in the world would convict Jack Bauer for doing his job? And uh, it it's a little disturbing because he is a Supreme Court justice and... It kind of blurs the lines, not only between TV and reality, but between um, the Bill of Rights and torture. Well, if you um, watched 24, but, I think you would have a different opinion, Adam. Because <laughs> Jack Bauer is a patriot. But I, I would say Judge Scalia agrees with you. Jack Bauer is a patriot, and you know he gets the job done. So I just thought you'd, you'd appreciate knowing that you have a, a fellow fan sitting on the bench of the Supreme Court. Maybe you guys could get together some night and uh, talk about 24. I'm sure he has little 24 get-togethers as well. Yeah, and evidently mm-hmm. he knows it pretty well because he was calling out individual scenes from different seasons and whatnot and saying, you know, oh, it's so genius when they did this, you know? Yeah. Well, it's actually a lot of its base. Is old people? Well, is is more conservative-leaning um as far as politically, because the makers of the show are, uh, I actually heard an interview with one of the one of the creators and writers of the show, and the the subject of the story was, you know, because Hollywood is looked at as so uh, politically liberal, and he talks about that, you know, it doesn't matter what your politics are, you know, you can make it in Hollywood if you're talented enough, and he pointed to the success of Twenty Four. Because they said pretty much everyone involved in the show is very conservative. Yeah, torturing terror suspects that probably probably doesn't fall along the lines of someone catalog themselves as a liberal. Yeah, um, well, you got to put it in the context of the show here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I I can't I can't go if you if you you know if you don't watch the show it's sometimes hard to and I'm not justifying torture but I'm saying in the context <laughs> so of the sounds show sounds like to me. <laughs> In the context of the show, he does what it, what he has to do to save millions of lives. So let's just back yeah. off Jack Bauer okay. here for a minute. I'm just saying I don't know if we should say let's make that say a, a pattern to follow for for our special yeah agents. yeah obviously the show's fiction you know and mm. they even the agent the intelligence agency that he works for is completely fiction or um, so they would have us believe. <laughs> I I, um, I I have a slice. I usually don't bring them, but this one's disgusting enough that I need to bring it to everybody's attention. In Montreal, movers were cleaning out a loft. A couple in their 50s had lived in the loft, and so they went to clean out the fridge. And there were their normal things, condiments, ketchup, mustard, and, of course, 43 dead cats. Oh, well, why not? Wow. Yeah. In the fridge next to the condiments. Yeah, where else are you going to keep them? <laughs> They're perishable. You can't keep them in the cabinets. Um, the quote uh, from a neighbor 
was he says the impression I'm starting to get is that they wanted to have their own little animal sanctuary, mm. animal sanctuary where they froze animals. <laughs> well, it just refrigerated them. Um, another thirteen cats were found in the apartment alive. But it seems like <laughs> about terrified. It seems like once <laughs> absolutely terrified <laughs> because they knew they were next <laughs> hiding. Um, it seems like about once a month we get a crazy cat lady story in the news. Like, or you know, occasionally it's an old you know some old guy living in, out in the boondocks that has like seventy five dogs or something. You know, <laughs> but it's there are no shortage of crazy cat lady and tons of dog stories. Mm-hmm. Well, news. if we're doing animal slices, there's a guy in Chicago whose house has been set on fire twice in a week by squirrels who shorted out high voltage wires. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like these squirrels are a yeah. you know, suicide mission. The squirrels have gone on the attack. Yes. And my dad... We're no longer safe here. My dad... Uh, uh, well, my dad and mom just recently moved to East Tennessee and my dad's a big bird like two guy. two years ago. Recently. It's recent on a geological scale. In the, con- in the context <laughs> of their total They moved in last lives. fall. Oh, really? Yeah, they were living with my grandmother while their house was built. But anyways, he's a big bird guy. He likes his bird Whoa, houses. That's incredible. I would like he's to see pictures. He's a big bird guy, yes. <laughs> he looks like Big Bird. Was that difficult growing up? <laughs> Did your friends make fun of your big bird father? Yeah. Your father's a large avian. <laughs> But anyway, so he's he's you know he builds birdhouses and things and enjoys watching the birds. Before he and his friends, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't by definition any domicile he was in be a birdhouse? <laughs> and the squirrels have gone uh, and they're attacking these birdhouses and knocking them to the ground. These birdhouses that my dad has built, and so my dad's resorted to shooting them with BBs and squirrels. Yes, and fortifying the birdhouses with, like, tin and metal. Can you imagine a big bird was l- cocked and loaded with a shotgun? <laughs> That'd be terrifying. <laughs> See, I have long thought that squirrels were kind of demonic in some way. Yeah. Like, they're out, like... I, I've they're come, outdoor rats. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've, I've been walking on the sidewalk and had one... Because they, they move, like... Like, if you watched a horror movie where it's like one of those Japanese horror movies where people move like real jittery and it's almost like a, a videotape like sped up and it's really creepy, you know? That's how squirrels move. Right, like if every you look at them. video. Yeah, they like look at you real quick and you're like, did it look? Did it? Was that a glitch in the Matrix there? <laughs> no, no, the squirrel looked at you. And I see like this glimmer and it's like, what, what, it's coming. It's coming, big guy. Keep on walking. It's like but, the Badger video you sent Cameron from the YouTube. Chip, the dramatic, the oh. dramatic, the dramatic yeah. rodent. It's I, incredible. I don't know my rodent. <laughs> I'll, I'll post this YouTube link at, at the podcast stuff page. It is. It's a five second clip called the dramatic rodent. It is awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's disturbing enough that the squirrels have gone on the attack, but. In some areas, they've actually developed the ability to fly yeah. as well, as well, we've seen before. Well, recent, There's nothing stopping them. Recently on the website, I put up a slice about a squirrel in Germany that was just attacking went people. Went on a rampage. It went on a rampage, and it was attacking mostly the elderly. But well, how poetic. He's trying to call the weak from our, <laughs> our herd. Well, yeah. he messed with the wrong old man because an elderly man with a cane ended up 
um, being the, yeah, being the end of that squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Send a message loud and clear. Well, if you look at our podcast stuff page, a, an astute reader sent in a new podcast photo, and there's a flying squirrel about to attack your head. <laughs> I saw that. But what's great to me about the, the squirrel story from Germany, you know when that old man, when the squirrel attacked him and he took it out with his cane, there is no way that he thought, okay, this is going to be news around the world. Like, this is going to be... And everyone will hear about that. Like, this isn't just a national headline. This is international oh, I, headline I doubt thought he thought it'd make it outside his neighborhood. Yeah, like, oh, old man Grayson killed a squirrel with his cane, right. and all of a sudden it's like on it's CNN. Everywhere. It's know? everywhere. You know, I don't think it's just squirrels, though, that kind of are sizing humans up and they're going <laughs> to overthrow us one day because... When I was little, my mom would take us down to the Lake Yola downtown, and we'd go feed the ducks. And the ducks, if you're two or three, are taller than you, you know. <laughs> and I'd not feed them, and they'd see you know, me with a little kid with a piece of bread, and they would absolutely swarm me, and I would be running for my life. I was terrified of these stupid ducks. Well, I think that they still recognize me, because when we walk over to Magic Games, we walk by Homeless Lake. And there's all these ducks, but they're not normal-looking ducks. They're like junkyard ducks. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like scars. They freaking they have scars and stuff, and they're pissed off. And I don't know. One of you two guys was probably with me. We we're walking down the sidewalk one of the last games of the season, and some of the ducks were kind of hanging out near the sidewalk. And we're mm-hmm. walking on the sidewalk. Were you with me? Yep. And one of them, like, like two of them are facing the lake away from us, and then the third one was behind them. On the side of us, yeah. facing They're us, leaning up against a wall, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, that's that's what these ducks would yeah. do. And as we walked closer, the duck facing us kind of flexed his wings and kind of looked at us, and like we like came aggressively toward us. They're like cat calling you guys. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, seriously, these Just ducks, these ducks are don't make eye contact. Yeah. They're gonna attack. <laughs> They're gonna attack us. And it's and it's like if you listen to a duck's quacking, it's really them laughing at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid humans. Well, the good thing about ducks though is, is that they're just about football sized so when they do attack you it's really satisfying to just kick them yeah but <laughs> squirrels i mean no, the squirrels squir- the squirrels, squirrels have the speed wily. of lightning and I'm, I'm pretty sure they can teleport i'm telling you <laughs> I've, looked, I've looked i'm watching the squirrel in the branch where'd he go where'd he go all of a sudden he's, on he's, my back. Run, he's running across the field these ducks can throw down they have throw down they have the battle scars to prove it and they've lived and so yeah. i'm saying i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into it with them <laughs> some of, some of them have like hook wings yeah, yeah. i was gonna <laughs> say it's like that wings it's like that whale <laughs> it's like they had a harpoon from a hundred years ago. Like, yeah. yeah, you see it. Yeah, <laughs> this can't even take me down. Uh, animals. Yeah, I'm so. I over love them. animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is an animal related slice, but the American Medical Association is about to determine if video game addiction is a legitimate medical condition. Oh, whatever. They'll, they'll determine that after about 15 more hours of contra. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll show you the, the rodent. It's incredible. Okay, you gotta listen. <laughs> 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 Who put that music to it? Do it again, do it again. <laughs> I feel like they all have that music in their head, though, when they're looking at us. You know what I mean? 
It's their theme song. But that's what I'm saying. They always and they never move smoothly. It's always like jerks that are like that is not that is not human. I know it's an animal, but it's not of the natural. Yeah, it's not human. No, you're right. But yeah. it's not by definition. That, no, it's but that natural. is not of the natural world. I'm no zoologist, but I don't think that's human. <laughs> yeah. No, but those kind of herky jerky lightning fast movements are not of the natural world they but are they're, from they're the, the kind ninth need, gate uh, of hell they're the kind that you need though to get those 30 extra guys on contra if you're going to do the up up down down left right left right ba ba select start so as you were saying about your video game <laughs> yeah um but they're saying it might not just be the standard so are you saying squirrels would be very good at video they, games well at least to putting the code in on contra you know a video game i would like to play is a video game where you're a squirrel on a rampage. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the villain is Big Bird with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> like the last level. Or a BB gun. And some junkyard ducks. <laughs> yeah. You start off like in the woods and then you move to a park and pretty soon you're in suburbia, you know, just attacking people. Yeah. If anyone out there has any knowledge of computer or video game programming. Craft go of ahead, the week. Yeah, go ahead and make us that <laughs> make game. Us that game. Yeah, I will play it. Can you program it in basic? <laughs> well, the the AMA is going to decide if not. It's not so much console games that are, are getting people hooked. They say it's that it's like internet games, um, specifically World of Warcraft, which are um, RPG role playing games where people. It's almost like the new Dungeons and Dragons in that you know you create your own character and you go in this virtual world. Um, and to escape the natural world where you're picked on for being a nerd. And you live in your parents' basement. (laughs) And Um, work at the video store. But I... I don't know. I mean, I'm no, I'm, I'm not in medicine in the field of medicine, and I've never. You're not gone. a professional. Yeah, doctor. I've never gone to med school. But, but he does have like, a good-looking haircut. I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I would trust him. But I, I think that I mean, if if you say if they classify it as a as a medical addiction, I mean, what's preventing them from classifying movies as a medical addiction or television or reading? Or yeah. gambling, or nicotine, yeah. <laughs> or heroin. But I mean, don't you think? But, that it, but anything. The, but though, the difference could, is that this is a source of entertainment. Yeah, but I think anything taken to an improper level can become you. You can build up an actual physical dependence on it because you know that that activity will release endorphins, and in order to get that same kind of endorphin release, you have to take part in that activity more. And the more you do it, the more blunted to the uh, um, to the sensation you become, and the more you Blunt. need. I, I diminishing can see, returns. I'm, right, exactly. Law of diminishing returns. So I can see, uh, I can see how it could be possible for someone to develop not just a psychological but an actual physical dependence on any form of entertainment. Really, well, any form, anything. Well, if sexual yeah, addiction anything. is the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. But anything taken to an improper level, I think, can form an addiction. Oh, these hobnobs here on the table. They're <laughs> habit-forming. Yeah, I mean, they are knobbly OD biscuits. Well, that third <laughs> season of... turn those down? That third season of Survivor, I was heavy into. Like, <laughs> I would not miss it. Is that it for Slices? That's it. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Up next, a new segment, additional segment called Meet the Interns.
You're listening to Ruth. The song is Cross the Line. Well, that's not appropriate. <laughs> it's playing right now at relevant.tv. I feel like they pushed some boundaries with that. <laughs> that edgy. Ruth, she's a whore. <laughs> it's edgy. Now that crossed the line. <laughs> All right. So, because we, uh, we've had a little too much music lately. Just a little too much. It's, you know, it's like too much of a good thing. You know, you, it's, it's like a video, video, game. video game addiction. People have gotten so used to stellar national band performances mm-hmm. that we've got to cut it off, create a little gap, and then when we bring it back, people will truly appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So, in the meantime, to lower your expectations, we're going <laughs> to... We have a new, we have a new segment uh, that we're going to roll out for the next couple of weeks called Meet the Interns. And it's going to be absolutely appalling. <laughs> it crosses the line. Yeah. So, with today's segment of Meet the Interns, we have two of our illustrious female design interns. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hello, my name is Hannah, and I'm a design intern from Nashville. And I am Jen Weimer, and I'm also a design intern from Columbia, Missouri. Now, Jen, I hear that you have a hilarious story of some antics that went on this morning. Wait, this morning? The, Actually, this, this morning. very morning. Oh, 45 minutes ago. Less than that. 30 minutes ago. I feel like you're building it up quite a bit because it's actually kind of sad, oh, no. kind of scary. Oh, wow. Because all of a sudden, there's nothing for me to do this morning, and I'm just, I'm reading my, well, I was alternating between the latest issue of Radiant and reading my design book that Alistair picked out for us so that I can be educated when I do get a project, and listening to some tunes, and all of a sudden, it just like freaks out in my ear, and I look at my screen, and it's going Matrix style on me, like, Uh-oh. I don't even know how to describe it for our listeners but it, crazy was, it was scary yeah you say crazy go nuts yeah. crazy I was like, like a Hannah, squirrel Hannah, what do right. i do and so i got jeremy because that seemed to be the best well and he answer. is about two feet from you yeah yes yeah. I, mean, I can't see flies. him but you yeah, know voice travels flies. right over the if wall. a crow could fly through a partial wall he'd be about two feet yeah, from you it'd be mm-hmm. like a crow, crow flies actually <laughs> or, or uh, two feet as a rodent would scamper right yeah or say or a, teleport. Big, a, a big bird could probably just step over that partition. Like actually big bird, not yeah. a big bird, right. but big but bird. Big bird. Yeah. <laughs> so he's two feet away if it's big bird's feet. So yeah. so what you're saying is Jeremy's close. Jeremy is close. I mean not so close that he jumped over the wall himself. Like to a get big bird me, would, right. But he right. he went the you know, he didn't see it as such an urgent situation. I'm like Come so on, come he on. He walked around. He walked He walked around meandering, and then as soon as he saw the site that he saw, he yelled at all the other designers, hey, come check this out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're going to bask in the misery of what could be the death yeah. of my computer. Thank that, you. That's kind of like going Quick, to get the, the doctor. Camera. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly like, what we did. We have pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like going to a doctor with something you don't know what it is, and he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Everybody come look and at this. And starts calling in his colleagues, like, you've got to see this. Yeah. Instantly, there were like 10 people, 10 people hanging around her computer going, ooh, and ah, and she was on the verge of tears. It was I like mean, fireworks. Eh? Was it? Could like have been. Fireworks. So what, fireworks. how's the computer now? It's better. Alistair called his, his Apple friend, his Apple tech friend, I guess. He's not actually an Apple. And he, from there, he could determine. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> Just want to be specific. Alistair held an Apple up to his ear. <laughs> what should I do? And the Apple answered, yep. take out the RAM, reinstall it. It might be reseated wrong or seated really? wrong something. And I did that, got the screwdriver from the closet, 
because I that's where I'd gotten it when I had installed it. So it was probably my fault, or it could be bad memory something. So, so what you're saying is bad memories. We've all had those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, today will be a bad memory. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Neo couldn't find a telephone booth in time. Yeah, it's yeah. true. So we bet we've all been there. Uh, it, Happens to everyone. So it's where do you go? My story. Where do you go to school? Truman State University in what? Kirksville, Missouri. Yeah. So part of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> do they have a no. great design program? Because you're a very good designer. Oh well, now, thank you. They are the fighting woodchucks, right? <laughs> Close. Close. Should Don't I actually tell you what they yeah, are? Should I just let you think that that's cool? No, uh, the Bulldogs. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was real close. You should have let him think it was the Woodchucks because that's much better than I, Bulldogs. That's yeah, why I, I asked. I but <laughs> assumed that that was their mascot on that video. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> the dramatic rodent. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Now, now, Hannah, I want to hear a little bit about where you go to school because it's close to my heart. You could hold the mic yourself. I will hold the mic myself. Adam and I are kindred spirits because... <clears throat> I go to school at Western Kentucky University in Bowling right. Green, go Kentucky. Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers. Yep. Um, which, Big if Red, you're wondering, the best mascot wait, wait. In the NCAA. Bowling Green, but not you don't go to Bowling Green State. Not Ohio. No. Kentucky. Right. Bowling Green. Two Kentucky. different Bowling Greens. So two different Home Bowling of the Greens. Corvette plant. <laughs> that is our Kentucky. claim to fame. Corvettes yeah. come out of the they town where come, I go to school. They all come Corvettes are redneck. I had no oh, idea. Oh, <laughs> big time! And everyone in Bowling Green drives a Corvette. I yeah. drive a Corvette. Yeah. Are you have serious? You, no. no. <laughs> have you ever toured the plant? I've toured. The plant. I have several yeah. times. Every time a relative comes in town, they want to go, and go I don't tour want the to. Plant. They give you a keychain. They do. Um, but yeah, good old Bowling Green, Kentucky, the home of the Hilltoppers, and uh, Western Kentucky University has maybe. The best mascot in the NCAA. The Hilltopper. Yeah. Now, what quick, exactly guess, guess what the Hilltopper is. Any- uh, it's a grass? A tree. <laughs> a no, tree. He, Big Red, as he's Big also Red affectionately is- known. Um, he looks like if Grimace from McDonald's mated with a bean bag. <laughs> um, exactly. you would, or, or a Muppet. You would essentially get big red so what exactly is he he is a red blob oh, he's yeah. a big mess here here yeah. we a have a picture he's mess. on those capital one commercials and yep. stuff oh yeah he's he's famous yeah he, he's and pretty popular he is much beloved so, i can tell you so he's campus. actually the top of a hill he is a hill called. he is a hill and his head is the top of the hill and can i tell you that he petrifies me i am scared to death <laughs> he has these huge oversized eyes and as a freshman i was at school for the first time and scared of everything and i was driving by myself in the car one night and all of a sudden big red was standing in the middle of the road <laughs> with his huge eyes he, just he staring at out. me he'll dart out like he a is one scary guy and you can hit you can hit him full speed in the corvette and he just bounces right off yeah, actually it's corvette. just a hill in the road you just go right, <laughs> just over, go right over, him. over it's him. no problem but i i will say Western Kentucky University, gorgeous campus. It is. You get up to the top of that hill, you can see the whole town. You can't really see anything because you're blacking out from having to walk up the top of the hill and you're breathing so heavily. <laughs> That's true. But when you I've regain consciousness, the top of that hill, it's rough. I know. It's real rough. You don't gain the freshman 15 at Western, you lose 15, which oh, is Oh, yeah, awesome. absolutely. It's it's a tough walk getting to the top of that hill. Mm-hmm. Is but it something you have to do every day? Every day. Mm-hmm. Really? Like sweating when you get to class is normal. People usually look pretty, pretty messed up because it's, it's just bad. Yeah. Or they're sweating from anxiety, you know, thinking that they might run into big red, into big red. <laughs> on the way to class. <laughs> Which is why I'm always sweating at school. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty scary. It's understandable. So why are you sweating now? Because <laughs> um, I'm worried that big red's going to walk yeah, in. She's, <laughs> she's dredging up <laughs> all these painful me. memories. <laughs> that should be your buddy icon right there. That's a great little buddy icon. I mean, he's scary. I big red, the hilltopper. 
WKU. They can. They'll go to the podcast stuff page. I'll put it there. Yeah, yeah. With you the could, crazy squirrel video. You should definitely put a picture of the actual guy in the mascot suit. Who I know. he looks even more comical. Really? I do know him. His What's name, his name? His name is Geff. Geff? Yeah, and we... <laughs> he doesn't even have the Gef. decency to pronounce it Gef. Jeff? Come on! Geff and I were in political science together, and we, we had a project together, and um, he wrote half the paper, and I wrote the other half. And when I got it, I Googled it, and he had taken the whole thing off Google, like the first thing that came oh, off Google. No. And I was like, dang you, Big Red, I'm going to fail. <laughs> and I had to write the whole thing. I oh, guess he's wow. just too busy like focusing on being yeah, Big Red. I guess if like, that seems like it'd be a big deal. Yeah, if yeah. you're Big Red, you're above the law. Plagiarism. <laughs> I mean, you're a hill. Yeah. You're, That's you awesome. are a god amongst men yeah. on that campus. Well, I, if... if if he plagiarizes, they're just like, let's let it slide. Yeah. You know, we don't, let's look there, at what's at stake yeah, here. There are you know? bigger things here than a term paper. Wouldn't, okay. wouldn't the rival school just love to get a hold of the headline, Big Red Cotton Plagiarism Scandal? No. We're going to let this We're one not going to hurt our university. Yeah. No, like when, when you're working together, does he, I, I like to think that he always wears the head. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this is why uniform. it plagues my dreams. Like, he, we would sit in class together and he's wearing his full costume. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so, questions for both you. You know, you're both down here in muggy Orlando, Florida for the summer. What's been the thing that stands out the most to you so far in your experience here at Relevant in the summer? Um, traffic. Really? Tra- Where traffic, are you living? Traffic is bad. I have an apartment over on the other side of town by UCF. Oh, So it's about a 45-minute yeah, drive every morning. Yeah. And people, I did not know that in the state of Florida, turn signals are optional. Uh, it's Pretty just much. How, driving. Uh, how is that okay? Like that doesn't make sense to me at all. So but. are so are the first five seconds of a red light. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I've noticed that as well. But Jen actually um, has had some trouble with traffic too. She was in an accident earlier this week. Oh no! Really? I have yet to tell my mother about, so I guess she won't be listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? How, are you okay? I am okay. It was actually yeah. I live. Did you run in, into a hilltopper? <laughs> we were coming at the cusp of a hill. No. Um, <laughs> And there's a, a college mascot standing at the crest of it. <laughs> like, bring it on! I actually live in Lakeland for the summer because that's where a friend of the family's lives. Yeah, and it's so free. You're an hour away. So I'm an hour away. And actually, sometimes it's more like 58 minutes. I time it like oh, every day. So wow. some days are faster than others. Uh, yesterday, though, no, Tuesday was a slow day and caught the you know the standstill traffic so when i bumped the nice silver taurus man in front of me it was going maybe seven miles an hour oh. we pull over to the Is side there damage? no he got out and he was a really nice guy it was just pretty brief he was just like no damage it's all right see you later Are you okay I'm like, have yeah you, i'm fine have you noticed with that stretch of i-4 from lakeland uh, the power poles on your right, if you're coming towards Orlando, that there's eagles, bald eagles nests at the Every top of them. Every single one of them. Yeah. Really? Every single one yep. of them. No, yeah. I'll have to check that American out today. American bald eagles, and, and you'll see them flying around and stuff. And they cool. were actually just taken off the endangered species list, so now so you can shoot it's them. okay to eat them. <laughs> have at it. Yeah. From the car. Sh- shimmy up there and grab the eggs. Yeah, they are delicious. Yeah, they are. It's fair game at this point. It really so, is. Yeah, they're really good. We actually have a bald tasty. eagle hunting season. It's in August. Um, but round. yeah, you can't you can't hunt them with conventional weaponry. You have to sneak up on them and wring their necks. <laughs> That's so it's, true. it's, like it's violent. Something unconventional, right? Yeah. Anything unconventional. Anything medieval. Crossbows are good. Yeah, Crossbows yeah. Good. But it's considered more sporting to just grab them and wring their necks. <laughs> but I'm telling you, they're delicious. Uh, for any they taste pe- a lot like manatee. For any people listening uh, that are considering applying for future internships here with us, what advice would you give them? 
have a car. But definitely come. Relevant's great. We're all learning a lot, um, meeting some really cool people, listening to tons of music, always music playing around here. It's great. Um, and find a place to live that isn't an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good advice. And on that, we had had a, a really good idea that we, you know, this may be a good time to plug it to you. You should have an intern house I, for the know, summer. Honestly, we've thought of it. We, we've thought of it uh, kind of real world style. Um, it could be awesome. People, people start getting real. That's what everything. So here, Rele- Relevant.tv. Honestly, we looked into it and uh, we were advised by people who are much wiser than me not to do it because if people are living there and something happened, let's say a fire, a robbery, liability, liability on the company, company. We, if one of you died or, heaven forbid, something bad happened to you. Uh, we could get like, sued for a million. We go away. What about can't you just forms? like sign that off Waivers. like a release form when you go in? They're like real world de- can't get sued for that. I mean, it happens for the real That's world. That's true. MTV That's doesn't true. get sued. Uh, you're right. Maybe. And a lot worse things happen there than I'm sure would happen. <laughs> she makes a good point. She does make a good point. We'd have to have a hot tub. Like the real yeah. world. Yeah. Because that's where it goes down. Yeah. That's, that's right. where... Group showers. Lots that's of group showers. <laughs> oh, good God. And that's why we <laughs> can't have an yeah. internship. Just, just one huge bed. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Hmm. Whew. <laughs> yeah, that's why we don't have an internship. And get house. real. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sitting in. Um, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you guys post on the intern blog, correct? Lots, lots of pictures. Yeah, we're the pictures. All the pictures come from you too. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the good ones. No, I'm just kidding. So the, just kidding, guys. Keep trying. <laughs> the, there will be pictures of Jen's computer exploding today, and everyone that gathered. So check that out. Cool, excellent. Only because it ended well. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks. You have a face for the radio, but I know you like to see it's in. Dreaming to be the next best everything Which way will you go? You're You're listening to The View The song is Face for the Radio (laughs) 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 Ha 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 Homely person well played uh, the view. I'm told that every day. Well, not with your new haircut. Yeah, I went in there. I was like, "Give me the debonair." <laughs> and this is what Did I you get a cut in South Carolina? No, I got a cut before I'll, I left. I'll take the gentleman caller, please. <gasps> you Friday, got a cut Friday. before you went to see parents. <laughs> no, you, I, you were shaggy yeah. and didn't want to create a bad impression. <laughs> no, that, he's met them before. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean they don't want him to think he's go, he's letting what, himself his, go. His yeah. parents. No, oh, it was so <laughs> no, so like, I, I think he's probably mad. I've had the intention of getting it cut for a while. And I knew it was going to be at the beach. And I just didn't want to have to deal with all the sand in your yeah, hair. Yeah, long, wet hair. <laughs> you know, for you, like I mentioned, it's it's tax deductible all your haircuts. So you need to. It's a bit legitimate business expense. He's a TV personality, internet personality, and uh, you should save your receipts and get your haircut more often. Than really, twice a you year. have to have like. <laughs> It has That's to add up so to short. a percentage of your income, so it has to be like two thousand dollars worth of haircuts. Yeah, so a year. get not no not haircuts. hair, but total total, total you know for it to be greater than your get standard very deduction. expensive haircuts and get them often. But like I actually keep all the receipts for any music I buy, movies I watch, and all that, and I total it all up. And if if my entertainment, which affects this is my job, you know, so if my entertainment, my cable TV, magazine subscriptions. Um, 
all that, if it all totals up more than my standard deduction, then, you know, there you go. It's legitimate business expenses. I do watch a lot of movies. I you should, the, you I should just, movies probably, just for FYI, yeah. keep the receipts. You know, at the end of the year, you can see. Speaking of receipts, um, I was, Dana was actually cleaning out the closet the other day, and on the floor. Did like, she find some skeletons? She found <laughs> a receipt from the Norfolk airport where we had bought for smoothies. the bird smoothie. Yes. No way! Yeah, she found it. Was the bird itemized on the receipt? <laughs> no, but I just thought that was funny. Add bird. All right. So um, yeah, the view face for the radio playing at Relevant TV. Now it's time for feedback. Uh, last week we asked you for close encounters of your kind, and uh, we got quite a few emails. You you people have had um, some pretty funny stories. Uh, we also got a lot of emails about bird poop. A lot of people have, it's affected their lives. They really resonated with that. They really did. They felt like, you know, they thought it was just them having to deal with it. Uh, They realized that there's more of us out there. They finally feel like they can talk about it. Evan from Alberta, Canada, I'm assuming, uh, says he recently had a close encounter that is similar to CARE's gas station rumble. Uh, He said, I work for the maintenance department in my hometown mowing grass for the summer about a week ago. Me and another guy were mowing the town common, which is right in the middle of the town, when we saw a couple acting kind of worried. We stopped mowing and got off to see what was up. It turns out two women were beating on this old guy that must have been around 70. It was pretty much an old holds bar fight as they were using a bottle as... Whoa! Yeah, and threw him up against some stairs a few times. As we walked out, we could hear the police on their way. Three police cars flew up, and about six officers ran up and broke up the fight. No mace or tasers, which would have been cool. That would have been. And cuffed the two women. I guess there was two women. The old guy was bleeding pretty good from the forehead, so the ambulance was called to come. We had to stick around a while to give a statement to the police because we had witnessed pretty much the whole thing. So everything went from a nice summer day mowing grass to a full-out emergency scene in about two minutes. So here's my question. This is obviously a strapping young chap because he's out cutting grass all summer. Um, You know, that's physical work. He didn't feel compelled to come to the aid of, of an, an elderly, elderly person. Man. That's <laughs> what landed the Seinfeld characters in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And he witnessed the whole grisly scene. <laughs> they may not have that law in Canada, though. Oh, is that where it is? The Good Samaritan Law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Probably it's not. anything goes up there in Canada, man. <laughs> Probably encourage that guy type of thing. <laughs> well, there's mountains on every corner, so really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When he says police showed up, does he mean mounted mountains? The mounted police. And by the way, little something from Lauren Crouch, just a little sticking it in there. Uh, Lauren Crouch, she said, you know, it's actually ironic that I've that Cameron's had good, a kind of a good run after being pooped on by a bird, because it is the belief that bird poop is good luck. If you don't believe me, it is the sign quote that the old lady was looking for in the movie Under the Tuscan Sun. Being uh-huh. pooped on by a bird is apparently good luck. Huh. Jeff Guzman. Uh, says, my close code have to be ditching school my senior year 37 times. Wow. Okay. And this person graduated? Evidently. Uh, 37 times. He brings up, that's Ferris Bueller times four plus one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess he didn't skip math. <laughs> well, he's kind of self-taught. Uh, he says, Ain't, anyhow... Each time has an inter- interesting story, but one time I can point out was when we tried to escape Route A, uh, or we tried to escape Route A. I guess they had these things mapped out behind the library. So they're hiding behind a small wall waiting for uh, the getaway car. And little <laughs> did they know that the district administration, including the superintendent, was visiting campus. 
And while they're waiting there, every VIP in the school district walks out of the library just behind the two-foot wall, right? <laughs> so they, they hit the dirt, and they listen to him talk about the school problems, including truancy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, their friend pulls up. Uh, they sprint, dive in the car, and uh, they drive off. You know, the, the way it turned out, yet another third period spent at Denny's. My middle. Read the, the end of that one. He says, <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, eight years later, I now teach at that school. <laughs> that is rich. <laughs> when he feels like it. Yeah. I got a quick email here uh, from the guy's official email name is Richard Crosby, but he signs it Bug. I like that nickname. Richard Bug Crosby. <laughs> He's been listening to the podcast since the bird smoothie and reading the magazine since last summer. He is not a moocher. He gets the magazine and the podcast. Well that's, done. That's good. Well played, Bug. Anyway, he just wanted to wish Kara luck, as it sounds like she's due right around the same time in he, as he and his wife. Uh, it's their first as well, and he can only imagine you're as excited as they are. So he said he'll keep you and your family in his prayers. I bet, yeah, I bet he, you're more excited. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> I went to his blog, and uh, he has a YouTube video up uh, showing their nursery, and he has an extreme northern accent. Wow. Oh, yeah. The old bug. bug. The bug blog. <laughs> Uh, T. Jared Allen wrote in and said that Slurpee guy has a good voice. I think he's talking about Nate, Nate yeah, from last week. Yeah. Um, he says, can he man the mic while Kara is birthing? And I thought, <laughs> I think he, while yeah, while I think he means while she's gone, but I think he... <laughs> Give her a stick to butt down on. She's, she's not going to have play-by-play announcers <laughs> while she's birthing. We won't need anybody manning the mic. Coming to you from the birthing, it's Nate. <laughs> This may be one of the best stories I've ever heard. Okay, wow. this, is from, this is from Adrian. He says, I'm traveling home from, uh, to Missouri from college in Tennessee with a friend when their car, he says, completely ran out of power. I don't know if it was an electric car or whatever. In southern Illinois, his friend was Ed Bakley Jr. He says, if you've ever been to southern Illinois, you know that there's not much there. I've been. I can attest to that. On the way to Cornerstone. Yeah. Um, and so they coast off the interstate into the, uh, the town of Gore which consists of one gas station. And Al. And, well, <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. So the, the gas station's closed, and they're trying to, to call people, and suddenly a truck pulls up. They, they note that the guy in the truck is slightly inebriated, and uh, he offered to let them stay at his house that night. And they, they decide maybe not take him up on this. So they, you know, he's kind of asking about themselves, and he says, "Well, everyone just calls me Catfish." Apparently, Catfish, proving that he earned this name, produces from his pocket a still wet, recently caught pocket-sized catfish. <laughs> pocket-sized. And Adrian says, "I was understandably surprised by this development in our conversation, but managed to maintain composure until he drove away." To end the story, we ended up getting a hotel and having a car towed who simply plugged in the alternator that had come unplugged. But I will forever remember my close encounter with the catfish of Gore, Illinois. I wonder if he takes on a nickname of whatever he happens to have in his pocket. Yeah, in his pocket. They call me Linty. (laughs) Call me Stopwatch. (laughs) Have you guys heard of noodling? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for catfish? Yeah, Yeah, there is a noodling film that you can watch the trailer for. It's a documentary. Noodling is when... You go to a lake and you stick your fist into holes underwater and wait for a catfish to bite them. 
and then you pull out the live catfish. It is the the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It's awesome. The kind of people that do that, probably like this this fellow catfish here, you know, are a rare breed indeed. <laughs> so I'm glad there's breed more like rare rare inbreed. <laughs> oh man, Jeff Duncan sent in four short stories of wow. encounters. I I think that he would rightfully earn the name Jeff Action Jackson Duncan. Yes, the very very exciting things happened while he lived on a mission base in San Francisco. In the park oh, uh, these are crazy. behind the mission was known as Crack Alley. Um, kind of like we have Intern Alley here in the office. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is also Crack, crack alley. alley. Yeah. I was just going to read one. Should I get should I read them Man, all? Well, I mean, they're all them, quick. They're all good and right. quick. Um, so, while eating a bowl of cereal facing the storefront window that was only a few yards from me, I watched as a man was thrown through the window. He landed, <laughs> took a look at me, and ran off. <laughs> what? That's the best part. Yeah. He said he just ran off. <laughs> the dramatic look. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. He, he lived right next to a stuntman training school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've seen that commercial for Gillette, a stuntman yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. I actually enjoy that commercial. That was funny. It went away. While walking down the street in front of the same storefront, a man in front of me pulled out a gun. Meanwhile, everything turned into slow motion, Matrix style. And he and another man who was behind me exchanged a few bullets with me in the middle. It seemed as though I could see and feel the bullets fly by me in slow motion. That's unbelievable. Good night. (laughs) Action Jackson Duncan. (laughs) While walking down the street around the corner from the storefront, a bugged out gang leader started erratically cussing at me, calling me White Devil. His temper was growing. Well, we've and, all been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a, a crowd was forming. He was looking for action. Well, he came to the right guy. <laughs> action Jackson. <Yeah. laughs> Just before I was about to get a pounding, a friend of mine who, depending on the time of year, was the local G crack dealer, strung out crack addict, or struggling homeless man trying to stay clean, ran up in the middle and picked a fight with the yelling man and motioned for me to get out of there. Yeah. He was saved. Yeah. All right, the last one. Every night or morning at 3 a.m., I would walk a few blocks and catch a bus across town to to get to my job as a bagel baker. (laughs) Bagel baker. The night after I finished my last day of work, someone was shot at the exact bus stop at the same time that I would have arrived to catch my bus. Where does he live? Uh, he li- He was uh, working in inner city ministry in, oh. I think, Philadelphia. San Francisco. San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. I, no other close encounter like would come anywhere near he his close award. encounters. I mean, the fact that there is a gun battle in front of you and behind you, <laughs> yeah. and you're in the middle. I mean, that's unbelievable. And a man is thrown through a plate glass window, looks at you with a dramatic rodent look, and runs away. <laughs> Maybe he does live on a movie set. <laughs> He's Yeah, he, he lives in the back lot, the San Francisco back lot at Universal <laughs> <Yeah>. Studios. <laughs> um, and there were blanks. The yeah. bullets were just blanks. Yeah. He Sugar just keeps glass. walking in and out get, of yeah, get, uh, stuff get being that filmed. Kid off the set. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he keep wandering through here? <laughs> well, I'll have to do a paraphrase. Um, I don't have the name here, but uh, he was with his brother, and he was a preacher's kid, headed to L.A. around the age of 17. Um, it was the late 80s, and his brother worked in the music business. And one evening, they found themselves at uh, Universal Studios' back lot. For, oh, and they were into Action Jackson. Yeah, it was for, <laughs> for the pop star Tiffany. It was her 18th birthday. So somehow they got to Tiffany's birthday party. And they're standing, <laughs> standing right next to his brother is Jason Presley. Wow. From so, 90210, uh, wow. the quote-unquote star, as he puts it. 
Um, and then the new kids of the block walked in. <laughs> All together? Yeah. Like a hunter. <laughs> Apparently. Um, and they, they passed by. <laughs> they danced in. And there's new kids on the block. And <laughs> yeah. And so you when... You said new kids of the block. Oh. Um, so anyway, so Jason Presley leans over to this... Priestley? Priestley. Priestley? Yes. Presley. Priestley. Yeah. Priestley. Priestley. <laughs> leans over to this guy's brother and insults one of the members of New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. Well, the New Kids on the Block bodyguard hears them and, hear, and hears them insult one of the members. So he said that now, at this point, um, he's, he's always had the question in the back of his mind because it now seems a little rhetorical. But the bodyguard came over and was really mean and got in their face and said, do you have a problem with the New Kids on the Block? <laughs> And they answered an uh, emphatic uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so they said, luckily, right before they were pounded into goo, none other than Dweezil Zappa intervened. Real. And told better. the bodyguard just to walk away. Ooh. And so he says, not many people can say they owe their lives to Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> Actually, so if I'm willing to bet it's an alarming number. <laughs> That's awesome. So that is definitely a close encounter. I had a close encounter once with blindness. I was in fourth grade. And you remember the shuttle exploded? I was at the eye doctor's that day, and I don't remember why I was there, but I was at this specialist clinic or whatever, and they dilated my eyes and they because they were having to do something. And they put these two big bandages over them to block out all the light. And the doctor emphatically told me, listen, we're going to have to leave this on for an hour. You need to go wait over here. Do not touch them. Don't let any light in. And, you know, really scared me to like, okay, if I mess with these things, I could go blind, you know? <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I'm out in the waiting room. My mom's there with me and we're just waiting. And, you know, in, in Florida from Orlando, you can actually see the coast. You see when shuttles go up, you can see them. Mm-hmm. And so, oh yeah, it's about four o'clock. Everybody goes outside, you know, watches the shuttle. And I couldn't cause I was, you know, had bandages on, but it was, my mom wanted to go see it. So we walked out there and. All of a sudden, you see it happen, and everybody starts freaking out, and some some ladies are screaming. I mean, it was obvious it exploded. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's panicked, and all this chaos is going around, and I'm in fourth grade, and have bandages over my eyes and I have to see this and I'm making the conscious decision that this is something <laughs> that, might be that the I last need thing to see, ever see. Thing but it see, could yeah. be the last thing I ever see in my life <laughs> so I made the decision that you know what I could probably make it without one eye and so I chose to lift up really one smart. of the bandages and look at it and I remember seeing it with one of my eyes and putting it back down going if that was the last thing my left eye ever saw at least I saw it yeah. you know <laughs> And I was fine. That was but, a, I mean, it was a well thought out decision. You know what I mean? I respect that. I mean, the level of analysis that went into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I could have lived with one eye. Yeah. You know, lots of people do. I really even thought, would I have to have a patch? Yeah. Probably not, because it would yeah. be disfigured. Yeah. It'd be like Sandy Duncan. I mean, I might need yeah, to get a Sandy, glass eye. Yeah. Or, or Dick Sammy Vitale. Davis Jr. Dick Vitale has a glass eye. He does. Mm-hmm. How does he watch basketball so well? <laughs> I mean, you'd think shooting, his depth perception would be awful. He, he really prefers it when people have a half-court offense. I don't think he plays. I do not like to watch running teams. Well, all right, that'll do it for your feedback. Um, with this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Uh, in light of the earlier conversation about mascots, we would like for you guys to design an official, relevant podcast mascot yeah and this is going to be difficult because we really kind we of set the mascot. bar we need the mascot but we when we t- 
talked about Big Red. He sets the bar for mascots everywhere. Like, there really isn't a mascot out there better than Big no, Red. The, the future relevant podcast one will be better. I hope so. Yeah. I want to believe that. I truly do. And you have it. But lightning di- rarely strikes twice. But you have at your disposal the entire wildlife kingdom. Right. <laughs> and even, we've, yeah, we've, and your imagination. Yeah. We've given people a lot of source material. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, it could be it could be the fight in Busey, you know? I mean, there's all sorts of ways you could go with this. We have to have the actual image and the name. Mm-hmm. The name, yeah, the name and the likeness. So yeah. draw it. I don't just or, want a name. We, well, need to, we need to see it. If you really want to go over the top, sew a mascot outfit and photograph yourself in it. And, and plagiarize a term paper. So, so send us your drawings at your drawings. <laughs> drawings. What know, is it? My name is Simon, and I like to do drawings. My name is Simon, and I, I like, like to, to do, do drawings. drawings. <laughs> uh, send us your drawings of the new relevant mascot, uh, whatever he or she or it shall be, to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. I'm really excited about this. We'll also post, we'll post all of them at the podcast stuff page. Also, all of the new relevant apparel, I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast, is up at relevantstore.com. We have eight or ten new shirts. Uh, they're, they're awesome shirts. They so. really are. They're very cool. And uh, they're at the festivals this summer, um, but they're also at relevantstore.com. Uh, there's one shirt in particular that the podcasters might get that normal people wouldn't, and it has a badger on it. <laughs> it, it doesn't say relevant podcast on it. It just is relevant, but it's a badger. You know. You would know you why. Know. Exactly. So a little inside that's joke. A, that's a little wink, a little tip of the hat to you guys. All of you who signed up for the uh, Easter promotion, um, it's now been eight weeks since it ended, and they mailed out yesterday. All of the podcast posters, the smushed pennies, and Easter candy is now arriving to you in late June. Um, <laughs> uh, so enjoy those uh, little plastic Easter eggs. Uh, the podcast poster turned out great. It's actually quite funny. Uh, we hand-signed every one of them. I signed the Duke on most of mine. And if, if my signature doesn't say the Duke, then you have a limited edition, yeah, folks. Yeah. There, there are a few that I did that I only did one of. Like several of the, the types of signatures, I only did one of. So there are some that if you get, I promise you're the only one who has that. Yeah, I think people who are getting their posters should go on the message boards and post what names they have on their poster. Yeah. Chief. Well, I did, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but like I think on only one, I did uh, Adam Smith, TV's Night Rider. Nice. So Well done. Yeah, I made a lot actually, of outrageous claims. I actually online. messed up on that one and t- threw it away. So <laughs> you mean you kept it for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> TV's Night Rider. I, kept it I love Night Rider. <laughs> and I kept it for myself. I mean, threw it away. <laughs> we had a few posters left over after they were all fulfilled. You know, we only printed, like we said, we only printed enough for the people who subscribed in that promotion. But you can hear that one. That's the train, folks. Um, so we have a few left, and we're putting them up on relevantstore.com this week. So um, get them while they're hot, I guess. I don't even know how much yeah, they are. I don't but think there's only are signed, are they? No, they're not signed. Yeah. That's only for the people yeah, who did the promotion. Only for you guys. Yeah. So relevantstore.com, if you didn't sign up for that promotion, there's, you still get a poster. I mean, there's probably 10 or 15. I mean, they may only last a day. So, um, And actually, if you've checked out the intern blog, you've seen pictures of one of our interns who actually was in charge of smashing the pennies or putting the pennies out to be smashed by yeah. the train. Yeah. And my, my favorite thing is um, 
when he first he lined up all the pennies like meticulously and he heard the the horn of the train the train was coming which was good because he had just enough time to you know get out of the suck zone <laughs> and then um the train came by and it was on the the other set of tracks where he didn't put up the pennies <laughs> he was so, all excited he's like yeah. it's coming i'm the gonna set, see it happen yeah. and he goes <laughs> the the other track. Ground music started that playing. was a close encounter yeah. i like I to see him like doing like diving and like barrel rolling into a ditch and like looking up like ha ah, oh <laughs> <laughs> he like gets off and casually brushes himself off like, oh, defeated man. hangs yeah. his head and walks in <laughs> that barrel roll was totally unnecessary <laughs> but fun <laughs> all right so that'll do it for relevant updates again uh, send your mascots suggestions and drawings drawings to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com coming up next week we actually just got the new issues of relevant magazine in the office uh, so they are in the mail en route to all of you subscribers the cover is with Modest Yahoo. Mm-hmm. It's a great story with Modest Yahoo. Very cool cover. We're excited about this issue, and we will tell you more about it next week. So tune in. That'll do it for this week's edition of the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. Show me. I've been badly trained And I'm also lazy But I won't follow your lead And you shall guide me through Relevant Podcast Anytime, anywhere <laughs> Stupid humans.